TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is, wait for it, he Uh-oh. is Uh-oh. the Uh-oh. sex symbol Uh-oh. of wellness. <laughs> He's Dr. David Christoph. That's a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> now, to all the politically correct oh people so listening right now that love a little bit of PC... Just <laughs> hit me out. Oh gosh, That's just so, let's so be clear. Bad, Marcus Pierce. It's so good to be here with you. Albeit, I'm, I suppose, blushing right now. You wouldn't know. No one would know because you want a different title. You give me another one. I can give you another one. You go on. Would you like me to re-record this? Nah, just give me the title. So you can be the sex symbol of wellness. Nah. Or you can be the sensational symbol of wellness. There you go. I like that. The sex symbol, you, that puts me up against all the hot people in wellness, and I'm not. So okay, this is exactly what this podcast and the next two after this is going to be all about. Okay. Because there is a uh, – <laughs> let's put the, put the cat amongst the pigeons here. You have. There's a, uh, a global suppression, and this, my wife would be uh, – she'd be laughing and cringing at what I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> and you might be too. And everyone listening to me might be going, oh, my gosh, what's he about to say? But, Damo, if I say this in the most PC way I possibly can. Okay. There is a global aversion mm-hmm. to – being in love with ourselves. Aversion? There's an aversion. People are finding it very difficult to love who they are, what they're about. Everyone's putting themselves down, whether it's physically, emotionally, spiritually. Yeah. There is a a lot of uh, negative self-esteem. I think that comes from um, the constant portrayal of, uh, of hotness. Of sex. Sex. So, yeah. you, my great friend, being the wholesome, legendary, sensational individual that you are, you are what the world needs as a sex symbol of wellness. Oh, but because that just, just, just throws people the wrong way. It makes the hair on my back stand up. <laughs> That's surely got to get some images going, right? <laughs> Let's just tone it down for people that are freaking out right now and call you the sensational symbol of wellness. Let's just do that, shall we? <laughs> so, Damien. Yes, Marcus. Before we get into this, and I'll tell you why this is really important because I have DM reasons for this, right? Okay. But before I do, for those people that don't think we're a couple of weirdos, we would love to have you in Ikaria in 2016 for the Greek <laughs> Island 100 Not Out Ikarian Longevity Retreat, 10 Days in Paradise with Dama and myself and an intimate group of longevity enthusiasts. Go to www.100notout.com. That's 100notout.com to find out more June 20 to 29 next year. Now, Dama. Hey, guess what? What? Just before you move on, speaking with a girl yesterday. As yep. I was adjusting her. As she was being adjusted by Michael, actually. And uh, her grandmother went to Government House the other day to be mm-hmm. part of a big breakfast 
that the government put on, the Victorian government put on, for centenarians in Melbourne. I love it. And there was over 100 centenarians in Melbourne at this event. And she's 106. That is great. She wants to come on 100 Night Out with us. Oh, why not? Absolutely. We'll get her on. We'll find out what she's up to, what her secret is. Um, next time, the government must invite us so that we can do an outside broadcast uh, live recording can you from imagine that? Such, a, such an event. On the steps of Government House, Yeah, Marcus and Damien coming to your life would be amazing. Absolutely. Oh, anyway, I've cut you off. Sorry, mate. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Now, Damien, let me tell you why I, I think this topic is important. Okay. So I'm having – I took the kids – to a beautiful, probably the most picturesque beach in all of Byron Bay called Wadigos on Sunday morning. Just recently, it was hot. It was blue sky. The whales were out. The dolphins were catching waves. Families everywhere. We had breakfast. Uh, we had a barbecue breakfast. So I just loved it. I cut up everything at home, cut up the kale, took some eggs, cut up some mushrooms, some onions, some. Uh, I took some tempeh. I took. I took everything. It was the best. And we had this beautiful breakfast. Did you have barbecue tempeh? Yeah. Yeah, like wakami. So the tempeh we get up here is wakami and fava bean tempeh. Okay. So it's not soy-based. Yeah, right. It's wakami and fava bean or we have a chickpea tempeh. No, so it's still fermented. Oh, yeah. It's, mm. just, it's just fermented legumes. So mm. it doesn't fit the paleo peeps. But um, tell you what, mate. That's it's right. freaking awesome. Um, so... We're down there and uh, having the best time ever. The, the weather is picturesque. And what I notice, and what I notice a lot living up here, is so many healthy-looking individuals. Now, mm. I'm not saying healthy on the inside because you can have healthy-looking individuals smoking pot and smoking cigarettes and, mm. and drinking all kinds of things and the rest. But, but the exterior feeling of health was everywhere. There were good-looking roosters, blokes with six-packs, 70-year-olds with muscles going for surfs. There were teenage girls looking incredible. There were 60-year-old women looking incredible. There was a whole just range of humanity at Wadigos looking fabulous. And I said, this is just great accountability. Mm-hmm. It's incredible accountability. And it's great for the kids to see people of all ages um, being active, um, having family time, doing all these great things. Mm. And I thought this time of the year, you know, at the time we're recording, it's October. We're in the last quarter of the year. Mm. I myself, the older I get, the earlier in the year I start looking towards the end of the year and I start thinking about next year and big plans and ideals and, you know, raising standards in areas of life. And I thought, you know what, Damo, let's get in early rather than having this chat in December. Let's get in early and talk about what what it takes in, in, in 2015 for 2016 because it, it does change every year as we progress as a species, as a world. What's it going to take for people listening and for and for people not listening to um, finish off 2015 well and and set themselves up for an incredible 2016? That's why I call this sexy or sensational summer body, mind, soul, and life. Like, let's set this up for people so that it doesn't have to be done in an urgent manner come December and January. Mm. Wow, sounds awesome. I love it. Let's get into it. All right, cool. So I'm going to ask you lots of questions. You can ask me whatever you like. Okay. But I've been thinking about this. So I want to talk to you about what happens because you would deal with this a lot more in your day-to-day life than I would. So, Well, you know, obviously you alluded to the problem just before. You said that there's been a repression of, um, of self-love, of, of people loving themselves. People don't want to get dressed in a bikini. When, did you th- when do you reckon that began? Because I've got some ideas around it. 
well, they're good old friends, the mass media, be it TV, uh, Hollywood, uh, New Idea, Who Weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as soon as we started getting access to other people's lives in an easier format, you know, other than going to visit someone else, now mm-hmm. we can find out what anyone's doing mm-hmm. um, through traditional media. I think that was it for yeah. me. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I would agree. But there was also some TV commercials. Do you, do you remember? Back mm. in, might have been the early 90s, maybe late 80s, mm. there was a thing called fiber trim. I was 8 or 9 in the late 80s, so 10 or 11 in the early 90s, don't remember. But you tell us, young wise one. Well, I, I remember this, and the reason why I remember this is because what it did is it showed people on a beach walking along a beach with other people looking at those people on the beach and saying, she probably takes fiber trim, she probably doesn't. He probably oh. takes it. He probably doesn't. So yeah. up until then, I hadn't necessarily been aware of what a overweight person might look like because I just people were just people, and there was no no real prejudice because if you had a fat belly, you just had a fat belly. If you had a fat bum, you had a fat bum. If you were skinny, you were skinny. Like there was different people attracted to different people, and you just look at different people. But you didn't really have the judgment of oh my gosh, that's a fat person. Look at that fat person. Yes. Or oh my gosh, yeah. that girl, she mustn't eat. Look how skinny she is. Like you didn't have that stuff. But this TV commercial um, basically showed people's bellies wobbling when they're walking in the sand, and uh, and they said in a tone, well, he obviously takes fibre trim and she obviously doesn't. And it implied that you you were um, either taking fibre trim or not based on how, how well you looked in terms of how aesthetically pleasing your body was to the advertiser making this ad. And uh, it made me probably more acutely aware of body shape and body image. And these days, there's, I suppose there's a continuation of that because there's so many weight loss programs. You've got the biggest loser, you know, family thing on at the moment, which is a massive yes. expose of people who somehow need television glorification to lose the weight. Um, then you've got a whole – there's so many different ways to show people how to lose weight. And there's this drive to get people to lose weight. Um, as opposed to getting healthy. Anyway, so I just think that that maybe back in, back then in the early eighties, or sorry, early nineties, late eighties, um, that style of advertising kind of filtered through. Because if you look back to the old, old and olden days of when they were painting people naked, there were, there was all different body shapes that were appreciated. Couple of little bullet points here. Did you know that fiber trim still exists? Really. And did you know that I have just found the fiber trim ad on YouTube, so I'm going to put it in the show notes. Did you do um, multitasking? Yeah, your curiosity killed me big time. Like I was listening, but I just I did search quickly because this yeah. is fascinating because I had no context for what you were saying. I wanted to see if we can share that context with people. But what you said there, no prejudice. Before that ad, you felt like you had no prejudice. I don't recall having a fat having belly. Any. They had a fat belly. Yeah, they had a fat bum. They had a fat bum. And I often think about this when we look at the old um when we look at the like traditional cultures of the world yeah you might look at a culture and there might be someone overweight mm-hmm. if it's you know uh, just so we went to the um uh, fiji or new zealand or japan or india or south america wherever it was yeah not everyone's got exactly the same body shape but oh, that's not necessarily yeah. a reflection of true health true or what's aesthetically pleasing to a person well, in the old days, it wasn't the old. In the old days, like being bigger was um, a sign of great wealth and status and 
being portly, yeah, absolutely, and um, and then also that's still seen in many island cultures today. So um, the Maori people uh, of New Zealand, um, the Samoans, uh, Fijians, uh, many of them, you know, still see wealth and um, and prosperity as uh, as being symbolised by you know having big size on on the body. So, so I can ask you a question. Yeah, this time of year. Mm-hmm. What are most people, and, and if this is too early for you, but generally just this time of, you know, October, November, December, what are most people that come in and see you talking to you about in regards to their body? I kind of want to focus on this episode on their body and maybe the next episode as well, but what are most people talking to you about their body when it comes to this time of year, summer? I mean, it's just been 35 degrees in Melbourne, you know, there would have people been flocking to the beach, all those types of things, just body image issues on steroids. Yeah. What are people talking to you at the moment about their body at this time of the year? Because I can't cover up in tracksuit pants and long sleeve tops at this time of year. So, <laughs> so true. what what's coming up? Well, um, a couple of years ago, it used to be that people wanted to come in and lose weight. That used to be the thing. These days, people are more concerned about their bloating. So I'm bloating. yeah bloating. So it's the lower abdominal bloating and people trying to work out what foods or what bacteria um, they might be lacking in. So what's causing their bloating? Because you know I, I don't know if as many people are as concerned about um, the you know couple of kilograms of body fat they've got on them. You know as much as what they are, they're be, they're bloating. So some people are bloating up and they would describe that as being three, six or nine months pregnant by the end of the day. Yeah, right. Um, and they're concerned about that. So people are wor- wondering what's causing them to bloat. Um, and then the other thing that people are doing is they're coming out of winter. We had a really long winter this year. Our winter in Melbourne started probably the middle of April, so around Easter last year. Yeah. And, uh, and we, you know, virtually haven't worn a T-shirt until only just a week or so ago. Um, and, uh, and, and so people are, are coming out tired. So people are asking questions around, you know, how do I fix this fatigue? What's going on? Why am I still so tired? And and so there's those sorts of issues. So I think people are more concerned, I think, at this point in time um, with uh, with their bloating um, and as well as fatigue. Okay, so can I be the uh, client for a moment? Yep. And so generally speaking, and I know it has to be general, mm-hmm. but what is causing the bloating for a lot of people? That's a great question. I think a lot of people um, through the, uh, the the winter period would eat, I suppose, warmer, uh, hotter, stodgier kind of foods. Do you know what I mean? So yep. um, the heavier foods. So a lot of people would have eaten lots of casseroles, slow-cooked meals. Um, and, yep. soups. And, well, yeah, possibly Chewy soups, a lot like of soups. Fish. Yep. But a lot of a lot of meats that have been cooked for a long time. Um, yes. And so that can be very fatiguing. Some people have been, you know, getting stuck into rice and pasta. But not unhealthy, right? Like, so when you say that can be very fatiguing, but not in a way that that's not good for the body? Well, you know how oh. I talk about um, energy in food versus um, fuel in food? Yep. So my big thing is is eating food that's rich in energy as opposed to eating food that's rich in fuel. And so food that's rich in energy is food that's still living and has life force and um, or is on the way out. So it hasn't gone through large amounts of processing um, and and may still contain many of the fibre structures that hold it in its natural form while it was still growing. So it's so does just, that mean just, recently being, just recently being picked or just recently died. 
So, so does that mean that a slow-cooked meal, and pardon my ignorance on this, yep. um, but does that mean that a slow-cooked meal is right, not, really, not really great because it's been cooked to within an inch of its... Dear life. Yep. Is that what you're saying? That yeah, all that's why I don't like doing slow-cooked. That's why it's heavier. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't um, do slow-cooked at home. Like, we'll do... I mean, bone broth's a, a great example of that. So you'll find a heap of minerals in a bone broth, but you yep. won't find a whole lot of vitamins. Um, and the main reason is because it's been simmering away at a really, really hot temperature for, for a really long you know, time. two, three or four days, right? So all of the minerals are still in there, but most of the vitamins, like all the B vitamins will be gone. They're all gone yeah. because they're heat sensitive. There'll be no vitamin C, absolutely no vitamin C. If there's any vitamin D left, you know, maybe there is some. Um, so but- do a lot of people not understand this? Because even as you're saying, I'm like, holy moly, though. It just blew my mind right there. Like... Um, but I, I don't take enough interest in food to go, oh, you know, of course I understand that all the vitamins are gone because they're heat sensitive and they've been cooking for a long time. Are most people thinking that they're getting vitamins, you know, like vitamin D, for example, in their bone broth, or do most people have an awareness that they don't, that they know that it's been cooked off? I, I don't think people will notice I don't, I, because slow cooking and the slow movement um, has kind of implied that it's good to actually slowly cook your food. Um, and it is really good to slowly cook your food. In other words, you don't need to use high heat to go and blast things ready to be eaten, right? So I'd like to... You we know, spoke about this on a coconut oil episode, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, this is good. I love this. But there's a big difference between having a slow-cooked meal that's been cooking for six, seven, or ten hours while you've been at work for the day and it's just been simmering away and bubbling away to then come home and find that your carrots are absolutely mushy. They just look like what a carrot used to look like. Um, yeah. And now they might still contain some of the fibre, but most of that would have been blown away by the heat and the constant cooking. Um, but there'll be no vitamins in there. Um, and there'll be no life force because if you took some of that food and you planted it, it wouldn't grow. So the, it's that metaphor of, of something that contains life still versus something that's actually full of fuel. So it'll have the same amount of calories as what it probably otherwise would have had before it actually got cooked. It just won't provide as much energy because mm. your body's got to try and break all that fuel down to give you energy. Okay. And that's why you're fatigued because your that's body's working so hard exactly. to that's right. deal with it. So then yeah, you're yeah. in an energy deficit because you're just you're using so much. You're using so much of your own energy to burn through, to convert the protein, the fat, and the carbohydrates in that slow-cooked meal into yeah. a fuel source that your body can use. And, mm. uh, and so that can be really that can be very fatiguing. So many people are coming out of winter having had lots of those meals. Um, they'll be low on vitamins. So many people will be low on B vitamins. Um, they're probably because they've cooked the living daylights out of a lot of their food. Totally, and they'll be farting a lot. And they haven't been having many salads because they'd argue that it's too cold to eat salads on a cold winter's day. That's true. And a lot of people have not been eating many grains um, because they're scared um, that they may not be that considered paleo anymore, um, and grains might kill them. So they haven't been having grains. I'm being facetious, everybody. Um, <laughs> <Not> to- <laughs> if uh, <laughs> if uh, you won't die. You won't die, I promise. Yeah. Uh, if you eat grains, then some people are saying that you're going to be nutrient stripped. So um, they say that you're going to strip out your nutrients. However, 
one of the, one of the interesting things is if you eat a paleo meal that's been slow cooked, you've got very little nutrient left in there anyway. You've you've really only got the minerals, and that's that's provided that there was minerals in the food that you were cooking in the first place. Because this is min- an incredibly fascinating tangent we've gone on. Minerals aren't actually um, heat sensitive; they they can survive forever so, and ever and ever. Well, yeah, they break down um, over time, or they get reabsorbed into you know plants or you know excreted via the human body, but they're utilized continuously. Minerals are, are different to vitamins. Because minerals, again, this is, I feel so silly asking you this, but when I think of minerals, mm-hmm. I think of like rocks and stones are yes. like minerals, right? Yeah. And they yeah. don't die right. in the heat. No. Nah. Like salt, right? salt doesn't either. But Same vitamins thing. for me is like in plants yeah. and they wilt in the heat. Yeah. But that's so, nice. Yeah. That's, so that's really if good. I don't yeah. water my lettuce in my veggie patch, mm-hmm. it dies. Yep. And so the vitamin or the vitality mm. is gone mm. because it's sensitive to heat. Nice. Right? But my rocks on a rock wall, which I'm looking out the window here, they yep. don't care how they hot or care. cold it is. Nah, you, you break them down and eat them, and then if your body needs them, it'll use you them. But, lick and um, lick and lick them. Lick it. That's what, those yeah. sheep, that's what the goats do, the mountain yeah. goats. <laughs> smarter than us some of the time, oh, most of the time, if not all of the time. Yeah, so smart. Um, all right, this is fascinating. So, okay, they're, bloated, so they're bloated and tired, right? Now, they're bloated and tired for probably a number of reasons. One, they'll be bloated because they've been digesting lots of heavy food and lots of heavy starches yeah. um, and not necessarily, you know, the resistant starch. And they may not have been eating much fruit. So, and I know people are scared because fruit's got sugar in it and that might kill them. But fruit contains lots of different types of sugars and starches like fructooligosaccharide that allows our bacteria to grow in our gut. Now, it's our bacteria in our gut that manufacture our B vitamins. So if we don't have the right starches and if we don't have the right carbohydrates going into our body, and a lot of that comes from grain and the skins of fruit and the sugars inside fruit and raw vegetables, if we don't have that, then we can't manufacture our own B vitamins. So we get adrenally stressed, we get adrenally fatigued, we start relying on caffeinated beverages. Um, we are bloating because our bacteria don't have the ability to thrive and survive as much as what they should. And um, and so there's two of our problems, fatigue and bloating, occurring as a result of having you know that heavy overcooked food that we'd otherwise have in winter. All right, so um, I can't believe we're already uh, – it's time to wrap up for the first part of this <laughs> three-part series. We might have to do a few more. But what I want to just summarize here, Damo, yeah. is the is what people are talking about at the moment and, and really good to be aware of is bloating and fatigue. It's not so much now about overweight mm. or weight per se. Yeah. It's more about symptoms like bloating and fatigue. And what you've said, which has been so awesome, is vitamins are heat-sensitive, folks. So when we're slow cooking our meals, whether it's anything from a bone broth to a slow cooked stew, um, what about like a soup? Yeah, same thing. Yeah, same thing. Vitamins are heat sensitive. Even if you're making a mushroom soup, all the B vitamins in the mushrooms will be cheerioed. Yeah. Um, So you've spoken about, and and it's really cool to hear you say, you know, if you're cooking at home, you don't you don't slow cook. which is really fascinating, and, and again, I've really learned a lot uh, from that. And just particularly what you said about just the fresh vegetable, fresh, fresh raw food content in winter, a lot of people forget about. And can, uh, again, can I say though that I do do lamb shanks, for example, right? So I'll do some lamb shanks because I love them; they're they're delicious. But we'll always have fresh stuff with it, um, yeah. so that we're getting our vitamin supply. So we're not yeah, good call. we're not just you know relying on. So and you're not saying don't don't just give up on slow-cooked meals, you're also saying on top of that, add in a heap of vitamin-rich foods like a salad. 
Yeah. And even if it feels a bit weird to be having a slow-cooked stew with a salad, just call that the price you pay for having the stew by putting in lots of vitamins on the side. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Smart. Go for gold. Love it. Mm. Love it. Um, And what you also said at the beginning, which is really good for people to take home, is just the fact that a lot of prejudice has come through advertising. A lot of our prejudice mindsets have come through advertising and you spoke about fiber trim at the beginning and I'll make sure we add in the show notes there that ad that you were referring to. Damo, yeah. there's so much more to cover. Like we literally got two <laughs> know. questions in. I know, right? uh, we're going to talk more on the body. Yep. Uh, I really just want people to feel confident going into the end of the year, Christmas, all of that and then into the start of 2016 that they really feel like they've got some confidence and some clarity um, that they can make um, this a really great time, not a stressful time, not a toxic time, not an overbearing time, but a really awesome time. So thanks, as always, great man, for your wisdom. You're most welcome, mate. You are a sensational symbol of wellness, Damien. <laughs> That's it for this edition of 100 Not Out, folks. We, remember, we'd love to hear your feedback. The best way to do it is to go to our website, thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 Not Out. Make a comment under the episode there. Uh, remember, if you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, um, tell your friends, give us a five-star rating, and um, you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys, at thewellnesscouch.com, or just punch into your podcast app, The Wellness Couch, to see all of the podcasts. They are always growing. Until next week, folks, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.